0: What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome, welcome. This is the MMA DFS podcast. I'm Dan Malin, joined by our resident cornerman, Mike
1: Alexander. Mike, how you doing? Doing good, Dan. We've had two pretty solid weeks back to back here, getting the the ship righted after some some struggles early in 2021.
0: So, so are the cards of the underdogs, are those are those a thing of the past?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, a. <laughs> I guess things are getting a little tighter, matchmaking wise, and. Um, we're, we're entering into some, you know, uh, more predictable waters as, as some mm-hmm. fighters return from hiatus, I guess. All right.
0: Well, uh, Mike and I are back to preview the main card for UFC 260. Uh, the, this is a card that's kind of taken its bumps and bruises. They've lost a few fights just from the, the COVID protocols. Uh, it looked like it was getting down to nine fights, but we still have ten fights for this card. The undercard, if you want a preview and a breakdown of that, be sure to check out Mike's. MMA DFS playbook. That'll be out Friday afternoon. Uh, His corner man and wager alarm betting videos might actually be up earlier uh, than usual. They one will be up Friday. uh, Possibly both. Can't guarantee that, though. Uh, I'm in the middle of moving. So got to We're just putting out some earlier content than usual. I don't think anyone's going to complain. But Mike, what is your read on the card in general? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it just kind of like hanging on
1: by a thread because we've lost so many fights? You know, if it were just this card going into it, I think it would still feel like a pretty good card. You know, you've got uh, Stipe... There's some big names on it still. Yeah, so. Stephen Gano is a fight yeah. we've been waiting years for. Uh, Sean O'Malley is fighting. Uh, you, you've got Tyron Woodley. His probably his last fight in the UFC. So there's some storylines here. But, you know, to, to have gone from it was this huge card that was going to have two title fights um, and, and some other very exciting fights like Walker, Crute, um, yeah, you know, it, it took some hits, but they they've actually managed to salvage a couple. Shane Young, Morales, you said back on, uh, you know, keep an eye on some of those that. Who knows what happens with the COVID testing, but they're going to do everything they can to get at least ten fights on here. They don't they don't want to go less than ten if they don't have to.
0: Okay, let's just kick it off. Uh, main event: Francis Ngannou, Stipe Miocic. Uh, they fought once before. Uh, Miocic is the only guy in the UFC to, to beat Francis Ngannou. Uh, Ngannou comes in. This is the heavyweight championship, so it's five rounds. Ngannou is eighty four hundred. Stipe is coming in at seventy eight hundred. Uh, but Stipe, he's not a. He comes in perfectly fine every time he's the underdog in a main event uh, for the for the heavyweight championship. He's he's proved the doubters wrong plenty of times, um, but. But Nganu is coming in, and he's a force to be reckoned with. He, he is knocking down the toughest guys in the division. Uh, I'm curious to think if you, if you think Naganu gets it done this time or if you think Stepe once again, proves everybody wrong and comes, comes out victorious.
1: Really tough to say. You know, Stipe is the best at what he does. He, he's very good at all the little things. Uh, he's, he's got great fight IQ and, and ring generalship and all that very solid wrestler, you know, not his bread and butter, but he's solid. Um, you know, he, he was able to you know hang with Cormier, who's probably the best wrestler in in our generation of MMA. Um and you know, he's he's got underrated power, a, a good chin. He's gotten finished a couple times, but it's weird. The times he's been finished have been like he wasn't expecting to get hit. Uh, and, and that's that's what it comes down to for me, because with, with Francis, you know, yes, the power is crazy, but you see it coming. Uh, you can't do a lot about it because he's got really great hand speed as well, and he's super long. Uh, and even if you do block the shot, you still really feel it. And and then the next one coming, you don't always see. Um, but, you know, that was kind of the deal. Stipe in, in their first fight, he ate a lot of shots from mm-hmm. Francis early on, and he weathered them because he saw them coming. You know, able to block enough of it that he didn't go, you know, belly up on the canvas. Um, when when Stevie got knocked out by Cormier early in their first fight it was kind of like a, a short little shot that he just didn't see coming, and you know, Cormier swarmed and it was over. Um, so it's 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 hard to say that that either guy should be favored. You know, uh, given their skill sets, um, Francis obviously wrestling is a problem for him. He's he's got no background in it. Uh he was a boxer. Um just relies on tremendous power that is is just, you know, he touches you once clean and and you're just gone for the night and probably for the month. Um I'm looking at his DraftKings
0: profile right now and it's hilarious because in his last four fights, he's won every fight in the first round. And he has a grand total of like 34 significant strikes across all four fights.
1: I mean, he just went out against uh, Jerezinho Rosenstrike, one of the more dangerous and and skilled kickboxers to come over to to MMA and was like, I'm just going to run at you and and throw (laughs) wings. And, you know, Rosenstrike, a guy who is, is a pretty dangerous dude himself, could do nothing about it. Um, You know, he he was in there before that with two really savvy veterans, Junior Dos Santos and Cain Velasquez. And, you know, Cain did kind of, like, tear his knee up and and then get finished, so that one maybe isn't the best uh, thing to rely on. But JDS was, like, patient, 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 and then, you know, engaged, and it was just over. Um, He didn't even have to really work. He just, you know, kind of played Matador and then then landed punches on JDS. Um, He's beat Curtis Blades twice, so it's not like wrestling is – A surefire uh, Achilles heel for him. It's just that Stipe is so smart about it. and He's so, you know, wily that he was able to do it. Now there, there was, you know, a lot of rumors in the first fight that Francis was kind of feeling himself and partying and, and, you know, didn't do the cardio the way he, you need to. So has he learned that lesson? I would think so. He's looked very good. Um, he's not a young fighter anymore. He's 34. So this is like, if he's going to defend the belt for any stretch, he's got to get this, this title uh, in his hands now and, and control his destiny. Otherwise, he kind of becomes a, a sideshow. So I'm going to back Francis, given that all of those things are, are pointing to probably his best performance ever. But uh, it, it's not a, it's not a, you know, overwhelmingly strong feeling.
0: All right. Now, I ask this question every time we have a main event fight. How stackable is this one?
1: I don't think at all because you know. in am with you there. You know, it's it's a first round finish, and Stepe <sighs> got got no grappling going. Mm-hmm. And if Stepe wins, Francis is going to land. You know, probably not even 50 significant strikes in five rounds. Like oh. he's just going to get smothered. Um, so, you know, there, there's there's not too many scenarios where this is a a fight that has got a lot of back and forth and makes it a stack.
0: Okay. Uh, next fight on the card, Walter Waite bout Vicente Luque at 9,100 versus Tyrone Woodley, uh, 7,100, probably the cheapest that we've ever seen Woodley. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, like you, you mentioned it before we started recording, this looks like this could, we would, could be Woodley's last fight in the UFC. Uh, he's lost his last three fights. I mean, they're not necessarily to cans by any means. Um, he went five rounds in each fight, basically. Um, What's your read on this one? Is is this an easy read that Luke A. will come away with the win? Is Woodley just passed and washed up?
1: It's going to be interesting because, you know, we, we obviously have made a killing fading Woodley. Uh, and, and a lot of the sharps in MMA had just been waiting for that opportunity when, when he got back in there with good fighters. Um, not that Steven Thompson is a nobody and Damian Maia's got skills <clears throat> and Till's fine or whatever, but... Once he was going to take this murderer's row of wrestlers on, we, we had a feeling it was going to be a problem and, and it, it's been, it's been good to us, um, you know, but Luke A doesn't have that wrestling base. So I'm a little hesitant to be overwhelmingly confident the way I was against like Covington and Burns. Um, you know, those guys were great DraftKings plays because they were just going to beat him up for five rounds. Uh, I think, it's going to be similar because Woodley just kind of likes to stand there and look at you and, you know, hope that his, his big power, which he does have, (laughs) he just doesn't ever throw it, but he hopes that it's going to keep you backed off of him. Well, Kamara Usman wasn't scared of it was on him like, like a wet blanket and, and beat him up for five rounds. Gilbert Burns didn't even have to really wrestle with him much outstruck him the whole time because he's got big power of his own and he's a great athlete. And, you know, Covington this is just Covington just, you know, took it to him, wrestled him, put him on his back a lot. Um, you know, Luke, a his striking is good enough to, to trade with, with Woodley for sure. I just worry that Wood uh, Woodley, if he does find that opportunity, which he used to be good at, he, you know, he would wait and stare at you for four and a half minutes of the round and then just launch that one big overhand. Uh, and it would change the fight. Um, luke can get hit he's he's not a guy that has ever been afraid to get hit um he's really durable but he's got a lot of mileage on him at the same time and if woodley does does knock him out you know woodley's knocked out uh guys like robbie lawler so um it's it's a big shot it happens at a flash it's not uh it's not something that i'm gonna write off entirely but overall i think luke is a pretty good play he's a guy that can take his time to get going, but once he does uh, he he lands pretty ferociously and uh, is probably got enough grappling that, that it's not gonna matter if Woodley does try to wrestle. so
0: you think Luke wins easily?
1: I don't think easily i I think my big concern is that like they kind of stare at each other for a while and then <laughs> Luke gets going okay. uh, so then it, if it makes it you know out of the first round, the pace probably isn't that great you're gonna need a knockdown from Luke a to win. I guess what
0: I should have asked was do you think Luke a at ninety one hundred, if the, if it if this does become a stare down, do you think Luke a can still hit value? He's gotta win in the him? first round. Okay. You know,
1: if he, if, he, if it gets into the second round, it's just Woodley slows his fights down so much. And if you're not one of these power wrestlers that is going to take it to him, um, you know, and, and Luke a, while he is an aggressive fighter, uh, he doesn't have that that game. So, you know, he will have the feeling out process on the feet um, and, and then go from there. So um, like I said, it, you know, if, if it gets into the second, he absolutely is going to need a knockdown to hit value at 9,100.
0: All right. Next fight on the card. It's going to be an exciting one. It's the return of the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. Uh, O'Malley is, way uh, price tag is 9,200 and Almeida will be 7,000. Uh, O'Malley's coming off a pretty unfortunate loss. Uh, I believe it was last August to Marlon Vera. Uh, I was very excited about him. But at the same time, I mean, even I remember that podcast specifically, as excited as I was for Sean O'Malley, I've, I've said he's he was just the persona alone makes him one of my favorite fighters to watch. Uh, but we did say, like, don't sleep on Vera. He's a very good fighter, and he was priced too poorly. And uh, sure enough, he comes away with a first-round win over O'Malley. But at the same time, it was a weird one. O'Malley was... He rolled his foot forward uh, in the first round. It obviously hindered him. It affected him. Um, he got yeah, it was, his ass kicked. It,
1: it, it was off of a – it was a very slight-looking leg kick. Um, right. And, and, you know, Bear is – the point of his foot barely grazed O'Malley's leg, but it's right where there's a very important nerve in your leg, and, yeah. you know, I, I get, you start losing feeling, and that's when he rolled the ankle. Um,
0: so, but he's back and do you read this as a fight where the UFC, because if you look at O'Malley's fighter profile, his two fights prior to Vera, I mean, he was knocking guys out in the first round, 31 total significant strikes in those two fights and he, he won them easily. Is this kind of like a get right fight for O'Malley where the UFC is trying to like serve somebody up and, and get him back in the wing in the, just help him build his confidence
1: up? I don't think it's a gimme fight. I I think they probably presented O'Malley with a a range and said, you know, who do you want to fight out of these guys? And and, you know, they were probably safer options. He's not ready to take on the top of the division yet. He's got to show some more toughness in there because Mm -hmm. when it's been easy, he's been great. When it's gotten tough, we've we've got some questions and especially with those leg kicks, he's going to have to show, you know, he can't get kicked in the leg and, and, and lose the fight just because he ate a leg kick. Um, you know, uh, his striking great length though. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it comes with. He's a tall, lanky dude. Uh, mm-hmm. he's very quick. His striking improved a ton over his, uh, two year layoff with, with, the uh, suspension. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, he's going to have to find his level. You know, he was taking on really low level competition. We thought Eddie Weinland, you know, decent step up. Knocked him out pretty clean. We we thought something of that. But then Eddie Wineland got knocked out in his most recent fight by John Castaneda, who's not a world beater. Um, so, you know, this is always what's happening in MMA. You're kind of looking back at things through a new lens. Um, we got a little carried away with O'Malley. But, yeah, the striking is still dangerous. Uh, Almeida is a tough customer. He's he's a good striker. He doesn't mix in a ton of of, of kicks. So, that's probably a part of it, you know, picking Almeida as an opponent, like, okay, we got a guy that's going to fight us and and not just try to kick my legs out from under me. Um, the thing that worries me a little bit, though, is uh, Almeida came back at 145. Uh, he's back down at 135 here. I don't like it. He looked really good at 145, looked full in his frame. Uh, his chin held up really nicely against Jonathan Hernandez, who they, it was a bit of a war. They had a great fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 135, he was having chin issues. Now he's back here against Sean O'Malley. So that does worry me. Um, but I think Almeida is a definitely a live dog because of, you know, what could happen with O'Malley with the leg kicks. We haven't seen sure. anybody take it to him either. Uh, Almeida is a good enough striker to to get in there and say, you know, you're not going to bully me. I've been around the block, and, and I'm going to throw heat back at you.
0: All right. Now, on, on the main card— I'm just I'm buying back into the hype with O'Malley, but is he probably the your favorite fighter on the main card, or maybe the whole card in general to possibly land that one minute bonus on DraftKings?
1: Uh probably not a one minute bonus. I, I think Almeida's a good enough athlete that it, it would really shock me if if this fight ends in sixty seconds. I mean, I, I, no fight is ever a good bet to end in sixty seconds. Sure. It's just it's so rare. <laughs> it's but, a fluke. Um, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, it really is just something strange happens. Um, you know, but outside of Ngannou, um on the main card, you know, he he he's probably the the safest bet at a knockout. Uh, just has to come in the first round, probably, or or you know, if you make it into the second, you want it to be like four minutes into the second, so he can he can pile up strikes. All
0: right. Uh, Next fight we're previewing. uh, Women's flatweight bout between Miranda Maverick and Jillian Robertson. Uh, Maverick is going to be 8,800. Robertson is 7,400. This is actually the fourth time we've previewed a Robertson fight in the last year. So, I mean, she has stayed busy. Uh, She's coming off a loss in her last fight. However, I think she probably loses this one, too. I'm actually really impressed by Miranda Maverick. Just seems like just a very well-put-together athlete. Very intelligent. Kind of takes care of herself. Uh, I liked what I saw in her last fight. Um, I'm buying into the price tag, and I'm probably just gonna lean with the favorite here. i I feel like the UFC really wants to
1: get maverick going and 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 work her up the ranks, yeah, uh, and I, I forget what she's got some kind of health issue, Miranda Maverick, that's like she can't fight forever. I think it's a vision issue. What? Um, so you know I, I think she does kind of need to like make hay while the sun shines and she's in her prime. So, yeah, this is a big step up. You know, her second UFC fight, Jillian Robertson, a definite name, good grappler, been around for a while. You know, Miranda Maverick took it to uh, Leanna Jojua in her Mm -hmm. debut and just elbowed the crap out of her. I mean, Jojua's nose was like the size of a football by the end of the fight. Um, it, It was a cut stoppage, but like her corner didn't throw the talon between the first and the second. And the ref was, I think, like. I'm not letting this girl take any more of this cut stoppage and it was, you know, on like the lower bridge of the nose and it, everyone was looking like that's never a cut stoppage like it was, <laughs> you know, that that's just going to bleed, not a big deal. But um it, you know, so I, I think it was a mercy stoppage there. Um you know, Robertson somebody that if she can't out grapple you, she can can fade, you know, we we we've seen it. Um so if if she doesn't have success with Maverick in, in the grappling department which maverick's a capable grappler strong you know maybe a little green she's only got 10 fights but in women's mma like 10 is actually kind of a lot of fights um so yeah i just uh how how does the fight end is kind of the question um she's she's gonna you know kind of have a hard time submitting uh julian robertson because robertson is pretty good in in the jiu-jitsu department um can she knock her out? It's women's MMA. Mm-hmm. I don't love betting on that. Um, and even though Robertson will get beat up, um, she's not always easy to knock out. You know, she'll, she'll just kind of take the punishment. She gives up in the octagon, but she doesn't totally, <clears throat> you know, shell up. Uh, you know, Talia Santos hit her pretty good a good amount of times, and she made it to the, to the bell. But, um, you know, that, that's kind of the problem with Maverick at the price.
0: All right. And last fight we are previewing. First fight on the card. Lightweight bout between Jamie Malarkey and Kama Worthy. Uh, Worthy's coming in at 8,600. Malarkey's coming in at 7,600. I don't know a ton about either fighter. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I may just let you take this one and run with it and just break it down
1: for us. So, yeah, Malarkey, Australian fighter. Um, and... Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, he's Owen two in the UFC and I'm, I'm two and 0 picking against him. Brad Riddell was an easy one. Uh, you know, this, this was, um, uh, Riddell is a striking coach for Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky had beaten Malarkey way back on the Australian scene. And, you know, they just kind of let Brad Riddell get a, a, a layup to start his UFC career. Um, his second time out against Farah is Ziam I picked Ziam. It was a pretty gross fight. Um, neither guy uh, performed that well and it was a close decision but um i think my problem with these kind of fighters you know australians or or pacific islanders sometimes um it's hard to measure their progression so they they come from a, a weaker regional scene where some of these european or u.s fighters russian fighters they're coming from some some snake pits where they've been tested um and not that dudes aren't tough in Australia. It's just not the same level of, of technique and, and that kind of thing. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit worried that if I fade him a third time, maybe I'm not accounting for that well enough. But I don't see how he beats Kama Worthy. You know, Worthy is a pretty dangerous striker. He's got big power. Uh, he's a capable grappler. We saw him out grapple Luis Pena, a guy that's a, Fairly strong wrestler, a big dude at least, and and that leads to his wrestling success. Um, you know, he knocked out Devontae Smith, totally derailed that hype train. And uh, You know, his most recent fight against Atman Azatar, his his big weakness was exploited. If you hit his chin, he can get knocked out cold. It's happened on the regional scene a bunch of times. Um, but, you know, it's usually... A big shot. It's not some, you know, small little pitter-patter. It's guys like Kyle Nelson, um, Matt Bissette that uh, are, are knocking him out and sleeping him. Um, I don't think Malarkey has that power. You know, he kind of relies on grappling a little bit, Malarkey. He's not going to have that here against, against Worthy. So if Worthy can get a knockout, I, I think that's a, probably a huge score. Um, just depends on does it come early or not.
0: Okay. Uh, so that breaks down the entire main card. Uh, be on the lookout for Mike's playbook tomorrow. Real quick, Mike, I just want to ask this. I know this fight isn't on the main card, but given the circumstances surrounding Alonzo Menafield's fight at eighty one hundred, is he kind of a free square this week?
1: Yeah, you have to because okay. he could he could win by a really quick finish. Uh, his opponent, Fabio Cernat, is a guy that has trouble making weight at two oh five, coming in on, on very short notice, probably gonna miss weight, but even in, at that like you can only miss by 4 or 5 pounds and the fight still happen so he's still got to make 210 you know instead of instead of 205 um it's still going to take it out of him he is a wrestler that's a little scary but menafield probably crunches him up w- w- with some early striking
0: all right and uh
1: favorite cash
0: plays from the main slate
1: that we talked about
0: obviously i'm assuming francis nagano is going to be in there at 8400
1: you're going to take one side you know yeah. uh I think Ngannou is. Probably, you're either hoping for
0: the knockout with Ngannou, or you're just hoping for volume with Stipe.
1: Yeah, like you you're, you're either guy is is good, so you just got to get it right, so you can kind of lock that and forget about it, because you're not going to stack it, and if you lose, you lose. Um, you know the 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 big the, the big money favorites. Uh, I'm not loving any of them. Um, you know, Kama Worthy's probably the safest to win the fight out of that whole lot. So. Uh, he'd probably be one of the building blocks for me. and Really? For me? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just really like Miranda Maverick this week at 8,800. <sighs> Women's MMA. It's, I know. It's a, it's a worry. You know, uh, I don't have any problem <laughs> with Maverick in your cash lineup. I wouldn't say don't do that. She, you know, she's probably the next one. But we've seen her once in the UFC. and uh, it, It's hard to say, like, she's going to, you know, be this this great fighter. So, um I think she wins. I think she probably has a good performance, nice. but in, in a cash game, if she gets submitted in the first round, cause she gets a little sloppy in, in the, in the grappling, then she gets you nothing.
0: What do you think Minifield's ownership will be in cash contests? 75%. 80%. Yeah. I figured it's something legendary like that. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Be on the lookout for all of Mike's content starting to roll out Friday afternoon. Uh, videos will be up as well. So Mike, Uh, Best of luck to you with your DFS embedding articles and videos uh, for UFC 260, and best of luck to the FA Nation.